Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach Bye. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach Bye. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast with yours truly, Zach Bye, kicking off a new season. Holy smokes, we have been doing this for a long time now, and I'm so excited to dive into another NBA season and talk all things Denver Nuggets with you. Uh, we did take some time off, a few months, uh, actually. I think our last episode was reacting to the NBA draft um, and just wanted to step away, started a new show here uh, at The Fan where my focus uh, needed to be. But now my focus is where it's supposed to be, and that's on the Denver Nuggets uh, starting another season. Um, th- we have been doing this podcast now for six NBA seasons. Think about that. Holy moly. The, the, the years have really... Um, stacked up, and it, it doesn't feel like um, it doesn't feel like like the championship was months ago. It feels like yesterday for me, and I, I know everyone's a little bit different, but um, I remember where I was standing for the parade, where I was standing when the final horn uh, rang at Ball Arena and the confetti fell on us. Uh, it feels like yesterday, man. It feels like yesterday, and uh, by the time you are hearing this or watching it on YouTube. Um, uh, the game against the Lakers will probably be either underway or um, uh, totally up, uh, in the rear view. Um, but that's totally fine because uh, the, the the questions that I'm going to ask here today are uh, overarching questions that penetrate way past the first game of the NBA season. Okay, um, And they're going to be relevant um, regardless what happens on Tuesday night against the Los Angeles Lakers when the Nuggets banner will fall. Think about this. Like, even as I'm saying it out loud, the Nuggets raising a championship banner. This is an organization that had a, you know, divisional winning banner in their practice facility as recent as a year ago. No, it's, it's, now it's about championship banners uh, for the first time in really the history of this organization. Um, and the defense of the title begins uh, on, on Monday evening or Tuesday evening. So here we go. It's going to be a long season and uh, we are going to be here for it. We're going to be recording these podcasts uh, for sure on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then stuff will pop up with big games, nationally televised games, where we'll want to come in here maybe the next day and do it immediately. So uh, just keep an eye out for it. Turn your notifications on uh, for this podcast. Of course, you know, rate, uh, like it. Um, and then hit me up on my other social channels as well. Uh, on Twitter, at Byzline, uh, I have my own YouTube channel, um, Zach By. Just type it in the search bar. It'll come right up. And looking forward to posting content throughout the season on, on all those channels. Um, let's take a dive in to the overarching themes of this season. I think for me, if, if I were to boil my biggest question of the season uh, down to, to a, uh, its simplest form, I think for me, it would be um, how hungry is this team after reaching their ultimate goal of a championship? And I know you could ask this about uh, the champion every single season, and it's, it's fair. But with the Nuggets, they had gone to a place that they had never been organizationally. And everything Denver Nuggets related got validated. 
uh, on that uh, run to a championship. And it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a championship run. It was a dominant run. 16 wins, four losses. That's the second most dominant title run that we've seen in the last 15 years or so. So the pressure's off. But with that, um, can you manufacture that same starving version of yourself? And I, I've said through the years um, that you can't that there's only one version of being starving, and that's to truly be starving. And can the difference of that lack of maybe starvation be made up with a championship maturity and pedigree? And oftentimes you'll hear from a champion, it uh, doesn't matter which sport, they'll say winning it only made it more addicting. You had to taste it for a second time. And th- everyone's not wired like that. All right, and I think the most famous example that comes immediately to my head is um, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. You know, they win that first championship. Shaq had been in the league longer than Kobe, and um, he famously or infamously did not touch a basketball the entirety of the offseason. And then you hear the stories about Kobe that he never actually left the gym. And the uh, a dichotomy of those two alpha dogs on the same team with different versions of um, motivation, Uh, I think is relevant here in Denver. Um, I think I know what I'm going to get, uh, and that's the version that Kobe was. Uh, I think there's a sense of basketball maturity with Nikola Jokic that has developed here over time. When we first started this podcast, I was openly critical of Jokic and the lack of dedication to the game. And the phrase that I would uh, use uh, during those years um, is, or, or the question I would ask rather was, uh, has this guy turned his life over to the game? And my criticism was, you can't tell me that you look the way that he used to look. And that sentence, the, uh, uh, the answer to that sentence be, yes, he has. And I think I was validated through the years with how he did turn his, uh, at least his body over to the game. Um, and then it led to MVPs at a championship. Now, now that you've, now that you've tasted it, What's the next level of basketball maturity from Jokic specifically? Um, is he satisfied? I, I think my, 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 my answer would be no, but I haven't seen it yet. And until we see it, it's so, it's so easy to say, of course, he's not going to be satisfied. Um, but until we see it, we just don't know. And, and, and that's the micro to the macro of the team. Right, I'm asking this question about Jokic, but for the team just in general, um, what will be the approach of this group to uh, an NBA regular season that has been taken less serious by the league in general than ever before in the history of the NBA? You know, uh, actions by teams that have been contenders have de-emphasized the regular season. So what's the approach from Denver following a championship? Is it go try to win 60 games, be the one seed? Or is it let's just get into the playoffs because the playoffs in the regular season, they're, they're, like, they're related, of course, but they're related like by marriage, not by blood. You know, if you look at the way someone like the Lakers, who the, the Nuggets obviously saw in the Western Conference Finals and they'll play on Tuesday night, they had the uh, approach of just get in. And then once we get in, it's a new season, and that's when you're going to get the full-bore Los Angeles Lakers every single night. And I think they were validated with that approach. Now, not to the degree of a championship, but I just wonder if you're Denver, 
um, what the focus level is on this regular season. And there's right now, there's just there's just no way of knowing the answer to that question. There's not. We can assume, um, but it, it's we just don't know yet. So, what will the approach of the team be? Overarching uh, theme here, and I think we'll start to understand it over the next month. You know, the, the answer to that question. Um, another question that I'll have uh, about uh, the Nuggets just in general is: Will Michael Malone play younger players? more the way that he has been reluctant to in the past because the pressure of winning big picture is off. Championships been won. Parade's been had. Malone's got the Maxi the Minor tattoo. That's not getting wiped off, all right? Neither is the banner. So Michael Malone has been so tightly wound through the years um, that this his sense of urgency on a night-to-night basis to win often... Uh, excluded younger players from being in the fold. Now, the, the 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 question to the question, were those just not the right younger players? Because we saw in a championship window him play a young player almost every single night, and that was Christian Brown. So is the mold of the young player the most important thing, not actually just playing a young player to play a young player, right? It's got to be the right young player. But which of these young players is the right young player, all right? Uh, Julian Strother, uh, Jalen Pickett. Uh, Hunter Tyson, uh, who's going to play? Who's not going to play? Uh, they're all they're all uh, they're all uh, um, uh, not. No, excuse me. They're not all going to play. Um, got to uh, confuse myself there for a second, but they're not all going to play. That's not how this is going to go. But I think one or two of them might. Probably only one though. Probably only one. If I had to guess, it'd be Julian Strother. Out of Gonzaga, I thought he was fantastic most of this uh, preseason. Um, the confidence. The stroke, the ability to attack off the bounce, uh, float game, really nice. Really like what I see uh, from Julian Strother. Um, Hunter Tyson has a shot. Pickett has an outside shot, but wouldn't be shocked if he spends most of his time uh, in Grand Rapids with the G League gold. Um, but I do think there is room for one of these one of these younger players in the night to night playing group. But don't be shocked. If there's multiple games in a row where these young guys are DMP coaches' decision or are spending time uh, in the G League, so we'll see what that looks like in that you know playing of the, of the young guys. Um, another big picture question that goes beyond just one game. It's really going to be the first you know two three months of the season. Is this year Jamal Murray becomes an All Star? Right. I know this question is kind of evergreen uh, with Jamal. Um, there's a reason he hasn't. Because he hasn't been a night-to-night consistent NBA uh, star. Now, would you rather him just be that guy during the postseason? Of course. That's what we got. That, that's, that's, that's how the Denver Nuggets won a championship. Now, I think the next step in Jamal's basketball maturity is becoming that guy who he was on a night-to-night basis in the NBA playoffs in the regular season. And if you do that, everyone and their brother is going to be ready to vote this guy into the All-Star game. Everyone, all right? This is kind of like the season after the bubble. When Jamal just crushed it in the bubble, everyone just assumed he was going to be an All-Star the following season, but he wasn't. He started so slow that next season, he didn't deserve to go to the All-Star game. That's just the truth. Um, With Jamal, it's not the bubble, it's a championship, so it's on an even elevated level. He raised his point per game uh, from the regular season to the postseason, one of the most dramatic jumps that we've ever seen in the history of NBA basketball. If you go validate it, you're going in. You're going in to the All-Star game. 
But with Jamal, what's even more interesting is the fact that he did not sign an ex- extension this uh, last offseason. And if he makes an all-NBA team, he's going to have an opportunity to sign a Supermax. All right? And there is a scenario where Jamal Murray not just becomes an all-star, he becomes an all-NBA player, signs a Supermax, and that will end up being uh, 35% of the uh, NBA salary cap. All right? And if you occupy that much space, Jamal Murray could sign the richest contract in the history of the NBA. All right? M- much like Jalen Brown did this past, past year. I think it was like $306 million. Salary cap keeps going up. If you occupy a certain portion of that um, allotted uh, wage, then it's going to break records. Uh, so that's what's on the table for Jamal uh, this season. All right? Another big picture overarching question um, on this season. And then another question I have you know, when it comes to um, Michael Porter Jr., what kind of step can he make? Is it a step forward or is it a leap forward? All right, he's going to have ample opportunity. All right, you think about this time last year. Michael Porter Jr. had missed um, outside of nine games the entire season before. Right now he's healthy through an offseason. Let's see what this looks like when you're able to not only build on your skill set um, as a healthy player in the offseason, but also add strength. You know, for a guy like Michael Porter Jr., I'm curious what he looks like. Uh, we did not see him in the preseason, so he's a big um, mystery. I think he's in store for uh, a fantastic season. Um, I-, I know you guys know about the comments from uh, Calvin Booth, uh, 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 Nuggets general manager, referring to him as a me guy in an exchange with Kevin O'Connor, um, not exchange, an interview with uh, the Ringers, Kevin O'Connor. Um, does that, and I don't know the answer to this question. Does that at any point this year come up in one way, shape, or form? I don't know all the ways, shapes, and forms that could come up. I don't right now. But will it rear its head at some point? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know the answer to that. Um, has Michael Porter Jr. shown signs of maturity? Uh, or, excuse me, immaturity uh, throughout his NBA career? Yeah, he has. Is it, um, uh, this was just a a silly mistake from Calvin Booth, by the way. This was a flat-out mistake from a young general manager who just said too much on the record. Um, He believes it was off the record. I find it hard to believe that Kevin O'Connor, with his uh, journalistic integrity, would run with a quote purposefully that was off the record. I just can't go there. I just think it was a mistake. Um, But will this be some sort of footnote in the season? Maybe. Um, to think that it would it would be impossible that it came back up is just too naive. Um, but Michael Porter Jr. is going to have an opportunity um, to take a, a leap this year that, what does that look like? Does that look like a him being an all-star? Maybe. He's talented enough. He's got to stay healthy. Um, we'll see. Aaron Gordon. Are we talking about Aaron Gordon potentially being an all-star? I know he was in that conversation a year ago didn't go I, I don't think uh, was had that good of a season to be an all-star maybe we can uh, dis- agree to disagree on that um, but there's a scenario where you know the Nuggets could go from having one all-star to three four we've seen it happen we've seen it um, depending on how quick of a start they get off to all right so again but that goes back to what will be their approach to the season as a whole and if it's the utmost serious and they're going to win 60 games and be the one seed, well, it's feasible that you could uh, have uh, second, third, 
all-star. Um, four probably, that's like Detroit Pistons uh, territory with Chauncey and Rip and Sheed and uh, Ben Wallace back in the day. But we've seen it. We've seen it. Um, I want to, in, in winding down here, um, in the six and a half, seven years that I've been in Denver, I don't think we've gone into a season. I'm going to speak for myself. I have not gone into a season, any season. Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, Abs. With the bullish nature I have on this Denver Nuggets team. Guys, I think they're that good. I think they're that good. And I'm going to pick them to win the NBA championship again. Um, The history of this league says when you have a group and a core like Denver's, Championships are repeatable. It's not the same with football. It's not the same with baseball. But in hockey, it is. And in basketball, it's even more of a degree. Because when it's the same cast of characters, and once you learn how to win, and you can keep a core together, and if the core is uh, uh, has youth on its side, which Denver does, uh, not spring chickens, but not old. They're, they're per- NBA players are typically entering their prime at age 27. That's, ge- that's general, Okay. Um, you look at the age of the core, add in the fact that they've already learned how to win, had many failures leading up to this point, which is oftentimes the, the arc of an NBA eventual champion, failure, 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 then you break through. But once you break through, the history of this league says it's repeatable. You look at the uh, Nuggets, or excuse me, you look at the Lakers and the Celtics in the 1980s. Look at the Celtics even far before that, and the Lakers far before that, Right. Uh, winning with the same players. Then the players turn over, and then you had the 80s, and, you know, Magic and, and Kareem and those guys won repeatedly. The Larry and, and, and Parrish and McHale, those guys won repeatedly. All right? Then you get into the 90s. Um, we saw the Bulls, right? That was a dynasty. But even in the, in, the, in the two years and the one year Jordan was in the mix, the Rockets were a repeat champion. You get to the early 2000s. It's Shaq and Kobe. They went till four. Uh, championships, one, three. Uh, the Spurs come on. They win, ultimately, five championships. Um, the Miami Heat, again, same core together, repeatable champion um, with, 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 with the Heatles, with, with LeBron and Bosh and Wade. Um, look at the Golden State Warriors, right? So th- the history of the NBA says more than any other sport, even hockey, and we've seen a lot of repeatable hockey, Hockey champions as well, the Blackhawks, the Kings, the, the, the Lightning, and hopefully the Avs. But even basketball more than that, um, the blueprint for repeatable champions is there in bold. So we'll see if they can do it. Uh, I think they're going to do it. Uh, I think they have the best player in the world. I think they have the best starting five, uh, the perfect Robin to Batman. And now they have a championship-validated uh, coach. Uh, and the lessons that you learn on the way to that that title can be applied in future seasons. So I think we're off to the races. I think sky's the limit. And ultimately, we'll see how it uh, goes here in the regular season and then the playoffs. Uh, But this is going to be a marathon. And we're in the very, very uh, infant stages of that marathon. But remember this at this time last year. The NBA had the the Nuggets open up. on the road in Utah, right? Think, think about what a difference a year makes, right? They lose by 20 points in Utah to start the season a year ago. This season, you're the first game on the NBA schedule. 
you're going to get a ring. You're going to drop a banner, and you're hosting LeBron and the Lakers. Wow. What a journey it's been. I hope we're just getting started here. Uh, this is the first of many Mile High Hoops podcasts. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, please, uh, and I've been saying this for years, but I'm going to continue to say it. The best way to grow this podcast is uh, by word of mouth and grassroots and, and, and an organic approach. And that's why and how we've been able to do this for so long. So I ask you that can, you continue to do that. Um, subscribe to the podcast, uh, uh, whether you listen on Spotify, whether you're watching on YouTube. Um, I love it. Follow me on my other social channels. We'll be constantly putting posting Nuggets content um, throughout the season. And uh, here we go. We are off to the races. Hopefully the start of another championship run. And whatever happens against the Lakers in the early stages of, uh, of, stages of this season, you already know we're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.